Hey, Tom, you're our sales pro. Tell us about your podcast. Do you have many boomers that are that are rebels? Believe it or not, one of my one of my first clients was a boomer. Bert, I want you to turn me into a rebel today. I'm a Philly girl. I listen to Rocky, and I'm going up those stairs, man, and I could do anything. And I came back from corporate, and I sat at the desk, and I actually had to do sales, and I was mortified. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today for OK Bloomer, Teach Me Sales. I'm Kelly Bloomer. And I'm Tom Bloomer. OK, Tom, you're our sales pro. In 30 words or less, can you tell us about this podcast? I'm going to try. You know, us salespeople like to talk, Kelly. You sure do. All right, 30 words or less. Can you do it? Well, if you're a sales pro and you're looking to grow in your sales career, if you like good, lively sales discussion, I think this is going to be a show for you. I've walked your walk for over 30 years in sales. I've knocked on the doors and overcome the same obstacles I think you may be facing as a seller, a sales manager, and as a VP of sales. I currently help assess, build, and train high-performing media sales teams. Welcome. Yeah, you really went over 30 words. Okay, Tom, who's the boomer we're talking to today? Well, Kel, this is another of our panel discussions. We have our second in the segments of Talk It Out, and I'm really excited about it. Very nice. So, but who? Well, here's the fun part. I mean, you and I, we're, we're finally getting out there, right? The, yes. the pandemic is winding down. We actually got to a wine seminar this week. Yep. Did not, and we didn't have to, weren't able to do anything like that for how many months? Oh, forever, forever. We're allowed to go outside and play now. Yeah, and, and it's exciting. But today's Talk It Out, um, everyone is located within probably, you know, 20 minutes of it. They're all here in the triangle. Right. We're all in leadership. We're going to have great discussions. Uh, they were all guests on season one okay. with, where we really dove deep into some of the topics they like to talk about. But one of the things I was thinking as I was going through this episode, I don't know that we would have met any of the guests today if it wasn't for the pandemic. So true with all that networking you were doing and LinkedIn and different things like that. You've met a lot of people through that. Yeah. And, and in the old way, you know, pre-pandemic, it would have been, you know, meeting for a, uh, a networking session, meeting face-to-face -face live. And when you have a busy schedule, you can only do so much of that. But doing it this way, man, we, we got a chance to meet a lot of people. And I'm very excited about that. So true. It wouldn't have happened without that. It, it wouldn't. Who knew? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was it was one of the good things. So right. it's good that there are some good things that have come out of the pandemic. Well, tell us a little bit more about them. Okay, Kelly. Well, well here goes. We have first Dr. Holly Sullinger. Dr. Holly is an award-winning, internationally renowned corporate speaker and trainer. She is CEO of Dr. Holly Speaks, which offers online and in-person corporate speaking, training, and consulting solutions to help professionals acquire the knowledge, skills, and abilities they desperately need. We also have Larry Long Jr. Larry is founder and CEO of Larry Long Jr. LLC. Larry's company focuses on sales motivation, inspiration, training, and coaching. He's host of the Midweek Midday Motivational Minute. He's also the co-founder and lead instructor of the Sales Allies. 
With us from the Lou Everett Group, we have Sherry McManus and Lou Everett. The Lou Everett Group has a mission. Their mission is to transform today's leaders by serving people and businesses through leadership coaching, corporate training, empowerment, speaking, and personal development. Let's get started. And at the end of the show, you'll find how to contact this panel, and you can also look in the show notes. All right, everyone. Hey, we are really excited today. We have in the house from the Lou Everett Group, we have Lou Everett, Sherry McManus. We have Larry Long Jr. And and Larry, you're my new sales ally, so I want to hear about that very shortly. Uh, We have Dr. Holly Sullinger in the house, gang. I hope you're all set. We are going to talk it out this afternoon. We're all about it. Yeah, right. one, one thing I know about all of us is we like talking, so yeah. I know Larry especially. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we, we will find a way to make it work. Fantastic. And you know what? To me, I thought the very best thing we could start with this group is let's start talking about teamwork. And, and Sherry, you had a, gr- a great post recently talking about the ne- definition of teamwork. So why don't you kick us off and let's talk a little bit of teamwork. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Yeah. So what I happened to post today actually was it was about, you know, about teamwork. You know, what is the definition of team? And if you want to go technical, I actually pulled from the Harvard Business Review for the definition. And and it's it's I think it's a really good one. And it states simply as a team is a small number of people with complementary skills who are committed to a common purpose, set of performance goals, and approach for which they hold themselves mutually accountable. Mm. And I mean, that really says it all. I I mean, there's just when there's that common ground and that really bringing out the best of of each other and going for that greater good or that common goal, Mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. When we fire the same, when a ship is going the same way, that's when the magic happens. (laughs) I like that whole accountability piece, Mm -hmm. holding themselves accountable. Mm -hmm. That's what makes the team right there. Everybody, I love it. I would say teamwork definitely makes the dream work. And when the ship, in order for the ship to be going in the right direction, you need everyone rowing in the (laughs) right direction. If you have everyone rowing in one in the right direction, then one person is rowing that way. They're going to be dragging the ship down. So I love that that technical definition Mm -hmm. of teamwork, which really it does make the dream work. Thank you, Sherry. Yeah, yeah. welcome. <laughs> and I, I will add to that since we're keeping with yeah. the ship theme here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if one person causes the tide to rise, it rises for everybody. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. So if you're able to stay positive, if you're able to uh, do something that helps the whole team, everybody, everybody together can be better. Yeah, absolutely. Say with that, right, Larry? You talked about rowing in the same direction. You take one person that's not rowing in the same direction, that that boat starts to, yeah. and, and and not only that too, if that one person Johnny over there is rowing in the wrong direction, he can't say it wasn't me, <laughs> right? Uh, that that's where it comes to the accountability of like, oh yeah, you're right, I was wrong, and you know, big part of that so that it can all sail in the right direction. Yeah, I, I would imagine too when when the team is all going in that one row, Johnny over there, he's going to realize pretty quick. You know what? This I, I'm going the wrong way. I need yeah. to go that way. I think it's when the team is divided and and 50% are going one way and 50% the other way. Nobody really knows who to follow. It's true. Or you may have to set Johnny aside because he might have a different idea. 
<laughs> right. He might say, I think we should go this direction. <laughs> and then we may have to reevaluate and say, well, wait a minute. What is the goal? What is our common purpose? What is our mission? And let's get them back on board. Right. Well, so and, we and every once in a while, Johnny might be right. That's right. <laughs> That's you know, exactly. so when we're talking about creativity and innovation, sometimes you want somebody to be rowing in the wrong direction because then it makes everybody stop and look at what's been going on and see if there's maybe a better way to row. I like that. And there's a saying, if it ain't broke, the traditional saying is don't fix it. But I love if it ain't broke, break it. And if Johnny in this instance is breaking it, now there's an opportunity for everybody to break it, shake it up. And as you said, Dr. Holly, maybe find an even better way for us to sail and for us to row where we get even better results. Who knew? Yeah, <laughs> maybe we end up going with the current instead of against it. Yeah. 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 Now, it yeah. sounds to me like you need a pretty skilled leader to understand how to get the team going in that right direction and to be open to, hey, maybe we need to try a new direction. So anybody want to talk about how, how do you show that to a leader? This is this is what you need to do. Well, I think it's important really for the leader to be already aware of what other people on the teams, uh, what their view is already, right? A leader is always futurist thinkers. So we, we need to be proactive in identifying. If we've identified this as a team, it's our responsibility. We picked them. <laughs> so we should already have them in place to say, okay, what are their ideas? How, what can they bring to the table so that we can implement all of those amazing ideas? If we wait until they're rowing in the wrong direction to do that, which is unfortunate what a lot of companies do, I'm sure all of us can agree, that what ends up happening is, is now we're in a catastrophic situation where our pivot now, is to, now needs to be on a dime instead of actually being proactive, which is unfortunately what happens a lot, right? So mm -hmm. I believe, my opinion is, before we get in the boat, we should all be on the same page and everyone should understand, we should already, as a leader, we should know what each one's strengths are, what they've brought to the table to help capitalize and, and, and make that strength a purpose for the overall arching goal. Now, do you come across a lot of leaders that are so busy going in 15 different directions that they haven't taken the time to, you know, we're doing a lot of rowing, we're going somewhere. Um, do, do they take the time to, to make sure it's the right way? <laughs> I think it's not the normal. I think it's, unfortunately, I think there are a lot of leaders that are just so stretched so thin or haven't taken the time that Lou is talking about. Yeah. Um, that it doesn't happen as frequently as it could and should. Um, and I think also, based on that, the fact that maybe not all leaders are going in that direction or doing the pre-work that they should, I think it also, though, can take a very mature leader, a very humanly responsible leader to be able to say, oh, I was wrong there, or oh, mm -hmm. I didn't see that, and then make the corrective action with the team. Mm -hmm. It's part of the team still. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Big time. One thing that I've noticed is the lack of training for leaders mm -hmm. and uh, a leader in title is great but I don't care what your title is you can be a leader so I love what you said Dr. Holly I'm a big fan of creating an environment of up leveling upskilling and as a leader Lou you said it you should be a futurist and setting it but I know for me as a leader I don't know it all and if I can be honest with my team and share with them, I don't have all the answers. Here goes my hypothesis. Here goes what I've learned in the past. 
but you very well may have the answer that gets us there. So many times leaders, I think they believe that they have to have all the answers. Yes, it's, sure. it's, it's my way. And it's like, no, someone else has a better way, but you don't <laughs> empower them to even speak up or to even contribute that essentially their voice gets muted and you never hear from them. And we essentially keep doing it in an effective way. You got to give them the gold mic. You got to give them the mic. That's great. You need them to stand out yourself. Right. Yeah. For succession planning, you got to give people a chance to grow and give them the chance to be right. Absolutely. You know, and it's funny, Larry, you say that because it's so true. Right. And then what ends up happening with leaders like that is when, when 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 the team fails, they still blame the team, even though they're the ones as a leader that failed. <laughs> ah, and that, that's what I call toxicity, yes. my friends. Yeah. Yes. But let's let's go back, Larry. You talked about training. How many leaders 30, 40 years ago were trained? You have to pretend you know everything. <laughs> that was what they were taught. You, yep. no matter what the situation is, you have the answer. That's what people want from a leader, um, and it, it's hard for some people to break out of that cycle. I, I would say even today, folks are told, and what I've Indeed. seen, at least on the software sales side, your best producers are generally those that are tapped to be leaders. Yes. Uh oh, survey says <laughs> that's not always the case because no, yeah. I mean, I've seen top performers that are great as lone wolves, but as mm -hmm. a leader, you have to put someone else's needs in front of your own. And that's tough for mm -hmm. some people that just have that personality of Ooh, me, me, me. I call them me monsters. If you're yeah. a me monster, <laughs> you probably shouldn't be in a leadership position. Right. You've got to be a you monster and care about those that you serve, those that yes. you're, you're supposed to lead in order yeah. to maximize the, uh, the the productivity and really maximize uplifting everyone. It's kind of crazy. I have three major goals when I work with teams. Number one is to hit our targets. Number two is for all of us to learn and grow, go to that next level. And then number three is have fun. And if we're doing number one and number two, we're going to be doing a whole lot of number three. We're going to have a, a whole ton of fun. Yeah. yeah. And I, as you I, see what, like Larry was saying, it's, it's all about, it's all about that connecting piece, right, Larry? I mean, as a leader, we've got to do that. And you make a valid point when, and we see this constantly where and we've, we've got clients that are the leaders that are tapped. And then, then six months later, they're like, you're not performing. You need to do something in six months or you're out. They get a hold of us and we're like, I'm going to be fired if I can't figure out where I'm going wrong here as a leader. That's the fault of the leader, unfortunately, uh, because it comes down to that, right? That development, that if, if as a leader, okay, I'm going to, uh, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to say this. I want to get your, I would love to see what you guys think about this. As a leader, when we accept the role, if it's a position, because it doesn't have to be a position. There's, there's so many leaders in this world that aren't position, aren't in a position. But if you are put in a position to manage a team or as a leader, you have accepted the responsibility and frankly, the burden to care for, sharpen up, develop, coach your team. If you're not willing to do that, don't accept the role. Mm -hmm. I, I love what you said, their responsibility. Mm -hmm. that, 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 that's your responsibility. And it's such an amazing opportunity 
but also it's it holds a lot. I mean, you're impacting the folks that you serve and you can either impact them for the positive, which unfortunately from what I've observed is far and few between, Mm -hmm. or you can impact them negatively where they say, Ooh, I don't ever want to have to report to someone like that. Ooh, when I get the opportunity, I'm never going to be like that person (laughs) was to me, which is unfortunate because there's so many resources that are out there. Mm-hmm. My belief is that it's the leader's responsibility to seek that knowledge, to practice and to work at their profession, because we are professionals and professionals work at their craft. I see a lot of people who kind of, eh, I call them pluggers. They kind of just plug <laughs> away. Like I'm going to do the minimum that I can do to slide right. by. And, and then there's others that really want it and they have the will but unfortunately the organization hasn't provided them with the skill and they haven't proactively sought out that skill development either. Yeah, Yeah. I was gonna gonna go, go ahead, Sherry. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say that too because what's happening is that that the organizations are not uh, embracing that environment of learning and growing. You know, you get to a point where these top, it's a culture and then Mm -hmm. it goes back to culture, right? And if, if they have, as a, as a top person, right, let's bring back to the positional leadership here of that CEO, manager, executive role, and they're busy. I mean, hands down, right? They, their top goes crap down. We know it, <laughs> you know, uh, you know we, we all know that. However, it, you know, it's our awareness that we shouldn't put that to our team. Mm-hmm. That's your responsibility, not the team's. The team, mm-hmm. yes, they have to come to their metrics and, and they, but but I like what Larry's point, those three things that he was talking about, but don't put that pressure because you're dealing with that to put right. that on your team. No, and that's a hard down. balance. That really is. But here's my point. My point is, is that they're not growing as a leader either. If they're not turning around and be like, you know what? I really don't like my upper management being like that. Wow. Let me take a moment and take a step back of how I can empower my team a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that happening. And, and parent, you know, people just don't know what they don't know. And I get it. But when you have enough people with attrition and walking out and saying all these negative things and bringing HR along, because I lived it, <laughs> um, you know, it's time to step back and be like, you know what, maybe, maybe I should tweak this a little bit for the, yep. for, for, for the people that I am managing, you know, and, and that's the sad part. They just, some people just want to continue that destructive path. And that's what gets me fired up because that's exactly what landed me in the hospital. And I do not want to see that to any new leaders to do that for their teams or their organizations. And it's just so sad of this, you know, that, that crazy that cycle that that's out there. I'm so glad I knew Sherry, you were going to, you said exactly what I was thinking. So I'm so (laughs) glad, but I was going to say there's a layer on top of the leader. And that is the organization as a whole has to have a mindset Mm -hmm. of what's important and how they want their organizations to run. And I've been, super fortunate to work with organizations that put professional development and learning at such a high level of import. It's part of their mission, part of their vision, part of their value statements. And those are the organizations that we see really flourishing. We see great leadership coming out of them and great teams coming out of them because they're willing to invest. Right. Well, it's interesting because Holly, you're right. The only, only, the only companies that we will ever see that work with us or those that have that culture or want it. 
right? We love those people. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And then we can look and say, well, these companies are highly, like you said, they're highly successful because they put the people culture before the money culture. And, and, and it makes a difference. And it when you do, the money culture comes. It comes it a lot faster. If you invest in your teams, the money is a lot faster to come right. than if you don't. Because they want to work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes it, they don't have to work for you. They want to. And they're Big more difference. innovative and creative yeah. and the leaders are functional and it all comes together. Yeah. yeah. Having fun, like right, Larry? And got to. People <laughs> yeah. first. And when yeah. you actually deliver on people first and you don't, I love that you said mission and vision. I've seen tons of vision statements, ton of core values. But when you look under the hood, they're not really living it. It's like, uh uh-oh. Yeah. 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 There's a value issue. Our mentor is, you know, he says two things. There's a value issue that's going on right now. And then there's a leadership sad. And that is so true. Leadership sadness. Leadership sadness. Yeah. You know, and because more leaders need to, put their heads together and be like, it's not about you. It's about them. And what does your people want? Take a temperature check and figure out. I'm not saying to give them all the grandiose, you know, basketball court and ice rink and stuff. I mean, this is beyond this. Find out what their true values are and, and really cherish that and find out where, where they are. It's just because you're high level up here. Okay. That's great. You need a, you need a visionary on your board. Hands down. You need a visionary. But you also need someone that's going to pull the trigger and, and be with the people to find out going, OK, this is what's really happening. They want security. Yeah. They, they want to be valued. They want to make sure that you're hearing them and not just throwing more money at them. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. Nowadays, man, it's not about the money. Oh, well, yeah, especially when bigger cause. four years from now, 75 percent of the workforce within four years, four and a half years, 75 percent of the workforce are going to be millennials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Millennials don't give a crap about the money. <laughs> they want purpose. They want to. They want something that they can say. This is my legacy yeah. that I have a voice in. Yeah. Uh, and and any company and business out there that can't see that, you're headed for some big trouble. Yeah, agreed. It, it's yeah. surprising. What what I'm hearing is if a company has trouble, having a team building event next Thursday is not going to yeah. solve it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I said, change. I had a team building event. What's what's wrong? Yeah. Well, it's it's a perfect thing because that's that's what they think. A, a workshop or a team building <laughs> exercise. We're going to make everybody feel good because they're checking off the box, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because people are asking for it. We got to bring people together, make them feel good for a day. Hey, listeners, it's Kelly Bloomer here to tell you the show is brought to you by Bloomer Associates. If you visit our website found in your show notes, you'll find we offer sales training, talent assessment for hiring and team development, and individual coaching for sales pros and managers. We bring over 30 years in media sales and leadership experience. If you enjoy listening to OK Boomer, Teach Me Sales, ask how our team can work with your sales team for virtual meetings, roundtables, and motivational seminars. You can contact us through our website or call today, 919-267-9871. Now back to our show. Listen to this carefully, and I believe, I'm going to hear what you guys all think about this, but change is not an event. It could start with an event. Change is a process mm-hmm. that happens over time. So one event is great. I'm kudos if you've realized you need to do it. Yep. The bigger picture is what are you going to do to maintain it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a way of life. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of like working out. 
I can go to the gym one day. Oh, where are the muscles at? I thought I would have six pack for the beat. Uh-uh. You, you ate too much Bojangles. Come on, Larry. Hey, Botom. So that's where I went wrong. I, I, darn. <laughs> what, if, if I walk to Bose, is that yeah, yeah, the work or walk there? So, so let me ask Dr. Holly, as we're, as we're talking about this, you like to talk about for the, the heads of the company having that internal board of directors. Is that, you know, do they sometimes not see themselves as being part of the team as needing a team? Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I, and I think Larry mentioned this. Um, it's very common for leaders to be, um, feel like they have to know everything. I think Lou said it too. Um, it's very common for leaders to come out of, of uh, wherever they were with that mentality. And that's absolutely not the case. The more that we realize, the more that our leaders realize that they can't possibly know everything, but that they can surround themselves with people who do, the better off they are. So if you think about it, the heads of countries, the heads of really large, large organizations, they don't try to be a be all and end all. They surround themselves with key people that have really high levels of expertise in, in particular well-thought intentional areas. And that makes them more successful. It makes their job easier. It elevates the people around them and it elevates all of their teams in turn. Mm -hmm. So, and I think by the way, not just leaders, I tell people it doesn't matter where you are, what stage of your life, you can have your own internal board of directors and that's a group of people that you think will help you get to wherever it is you wanna get next and people that you can in turn help as well. Right. I love that. And Dr. Holly, I'm privileged that I was able to attend your session on your, your internal board of directors. And the question I always ask is who's coaching the coach? Yes. So I, I, yes. I love, I love yep. to hear coaches, but I, my question to you is who's coaching you? Because exactly. even the best in the business, whether it's LeBron, whether it's Serena yes. Williams in the sports yep. and the acting world, even the best have coaches yep that yes. will encourage them. Tom Brady has a coach. He's got yes. multiple coaches, a, a mindset yes. coach, a mechanics coach. And <laughs> it's, essentially we all need someone to hold us accountable, which you touched right. on earlier. I absolutely love. And someone who's going to encourage, but also give that tough love when it's needed. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it's just that we got to pull out the bat to encourage the right behavior to get to where we want to get to. Preach it, Larry. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. No, we we've got to have we've got to have intentional thought about this. It can't be yes. just oh, I got some people over here that are helpful, or I got some friends. It's way beyond that. You have to intend. Yeah. Like you were saying, different people have different thought out functions that are going to help the leader or the person get to where they need to get next. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? It comes down to it, right? Is like you got to pick the right people that, like you're saying, but that aren't just going to tell you what you want to hear. Oh God, yes. You need to pick people that are like, all right, I know they're going to tell me straight up when I need that pink bat from Larry, you know, or whatever. We need, we need, we need those type of people. And that's right. And so that's, that's important to do because you pick this, you pick people that just will tell you what you want to hear. But then there are those yes, yes people. Yes people. And that, that right there is the root of where leadership deficit lies right there because we bring you'll see this in companies they'll they'll promote those that are performers because it looks good like larry was saying but then the right people that they put in there are only going to be there because i'll do whatever you say mm -hmm. yeah. those are the ones that stick right those are the ones that stick because the yeah. ones that are kind of 
you know, going the opposite way, but not in a bad way. And I don't, and I don't, I'm, I don't saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that like, Hey, have we thought about this mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, w- what about this idea? There's people that are on the same playing field here that have some wonderful ideas that you're too busy up top looking from a bird's eye view agenda that yeah, on yeah, the agenda that you forget. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where the, that's where the, some of these higher ups are, are disconnected. And that's not good. And I, I know it's just a short story for me. I'll never forget when I was getting to my leadership and going through college and I had some internships and I worked side by side with the director of a YMCA uh, back in New York. And she, I literally was just next to her and she was going to a proposal. This was a big deal of the of United Way. I didn't even know that. I knew it was a big deal, but I didn't know at the time, you know, being 20 something years old, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I heard her proposal and I knew the reason why and everything to get money for the YMCA and everything. It was a big deal, right? And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Well, here's the thing. So in between when there's certain things I couldn't be with her with, I ended up being on the front line and maybe an after school program or something to be with the the frontline workers. And I didn't mind. I was helping and, and I had a good conversation with some of the workers and I said, you know, and I looked around and some of the things were a little shabby. And I was just like, how come we, you know, how come this looks like a little outdated? What this is for children, right? Like after school. Um, how come there's not enough food? Or, or how come, you know, just like an outsider just kind of thing. And they just shrugged it and they're just like, well, management doesn't, we're, we're limited on funds, but management's not hearing us. Mm-hmm. And I was like blown away. This was my in real world, you know, <laughs> slap up the head going, I was just with the director. Yeah. And here I was in two seconds being with the people, as I say, you know, being with the worker bees and boy, and I made a devout to myself at that point. I go, I, when I become a leader <laughs> in my role, I will never be disconnected to the people that I'm with, no matter what positional it may be because they need the help. They're the worker bees that are working and, and taking care of people. And mm-hmm. my goodness, it, it was such a disconnect. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't have the heart to tell her. <laughs> I mean, I kind of roundabout going, hey, I noticed X, Y, Z. And then of course it blamed on you know funds and whatnot, but still it was just kind of like, wow, there was such a disconnect that I vowed at that point going forward, I go, I would never be that disconnected. And I have it so far. So <laughs> that's that's where communication comes in. And I know yeah. that Sherry and Lou and Larry and I, we all agree about the importance of good communication. If if leaders, if there does need to be, um, if there's not enough funds and some decisions need to be made, then that needs to be communicated to those frontline workers so that they right. understand where the money's going and what the thought process is. Right. right. Absolutely. Right. And and I found that too when I was later in my Caesar, I worked at uh, Caesar's Pocono Resorts, and I was able to communicate with the line workers. And I was actually, I was kind of a go-between for my resort manager and then my line workers and in my department. And I felt really honored and privileged because they gave me that responsibility. And I took that knowledge that I learned before. I was like, I am not gonna be the disconnect here. And I was very honest with them. I was like, listen, I'll tell you why things are in a crap right now. <laughs> you know. And I was like, I'll tell you why. And you know, you may not like it, I was like, but this is what I've been told. And this is, you know, without getting any more details as far as what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least I was honest and granted I probably didn't like it, 
but I was in a nice way saying, this is what it is. And this is why things couldn't get repaired or things were looking a little shabby. And then they're like, well, at least you tried and at least I communicated. And there was that line of communication. So I felt really honored and special, like for me anyway, to be like, I made a difference of knowing that they, there was that line, I guess, of communication. Yeah, they had a connection. They had that connection. They're like, all right, well, at least yeah. Sherry's going to bat for us. Yeah. That at least, hey, hey, and I, I went up food chain and came back down and go, okay, this is what I got. <laughs> you know, may not like it, but hey, at least I got an answer. So mm-hmm. that, that's how I looked at it. I think it all intertwines around care and yeah. uh, care. You got to self care your mind, body, and soul, but you also have to care about others. And when I think about care, I love acronyms. Imagine that. The C (laughs) is communication. The A is authenticity, just being a real human being. The R is relationships. We all know that the difference between contacts, people you know, and contracts, people you do business with, is the letter R, and that's relationships. And then the E is just empathy. And uh, having empathy and being able to step in to someone else's shoes and look at the perspective from their viewpoint, if you have true care, it makes the world of difference throughout the organization. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like these droplets. It's contagious. I I encourage you to keep your droplets to yourself. (laughs) Let's go ahead and spread and share all the care. Sharing is caring. (laughs) That's right. And smiles are free. (laughs) So we wrap that all around. All that there, we wraps right around to one word. This whole entire conversation on leadership ends with one word and it's called influence Mm. that one word is influence everything we've just talked about boils down to influence how we influence other people what we do what we say how we perceive our role and what is it we do that influences and impacts those around us uh and and that and that's the that's the big proponent here is our influence influence is a choice and it can be learned you can can choose to learn to have the right you know use it for good not for evil that type of thing yeah that's it good and not for evil i love that yeah exactly next time we get together larry i want that into an acronym if you can work on that (laughs) yeah i gotta learn how to spell influence first Yeah, it's a little bit of a long word there for that, but we'll figure it out. You know what? It sounds to me like if we have some good allies, we're in good shape. I keep hearing about these sales allies. Larry, what's what's that all about? Oh, goodness. I appreciate it. Greatly appreciate it. So I just recently launched uh, the Sales Allies, which is it's a, an online, on-demand sales training course, but Woo-hoo. also wrapped into it, it's a sales community. Because once again, having that supportive community, we all know the importance of networking with folks that will encourage, but also hold you accountable. And, and really, it's, it's one of those things. When I played baseball, I always wanted to play with the older kids. I wanted to play with the best competition because there's something when you surround yourself with excellence, it just makes you naturally have to step your, your, your quote unquote game up. So as a sales professional, I want to surround myself with those that are excellent and those that are trying to strive for even more excellence. So that's what we community, what, what we uh, what we developed with the community of the sales allies. So I'm I'm super excited, super pumped just to have the opportunity to help folks raise their game, but also reach 
reach to the side, reach down, reach up and really help each other. Because like you said, Dr. Holly, when the, when the tide rises, all the boats rise. So let's go ahead and, and, and lock arms and all take our game to that next level. There's, there's nothing better, in my opinion, than mm -hmm. being able to see others have success while you're also having success and then bringing more and more people along, nothing better. Love that. And it's going to inspire everybody at that point. You know, when you hear everybody's struggling, oh, man, I'm struggling. When you hear a lot of people doing well, you want to be right there with them. It's, it's yeah. a huge motivator. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Kind of gets me to Dr. Holly superpowers, right? It sounds like Larry's going to give people some superpowers. What uh, you want to share yours with us? Yeah. You know, I, well, I would love to hear the superpowers of everybody in this group. And I know that they have them because they responded to my post uh, a while ago. Yeah. But I love to ask business people anywhere what your superpower is. If everybody can kind of boil it down to this is what my superpower is, you can really, it, it's better than a 30 second elevator pitch if you think about it. Right. It's a real quick way to understand what somebody can do. So my superpower is I help professionals stay relevant in their fields and take on new tools so that they can get to new levels. Um, I do corporate speaking, training and consulting and my secret sauce is my delivery. It's how I do it. <laughs> so that's my that's my superpower and then sherry and lou give us your superpowers because you guys are great and then larry you'll be up after that good oh you want me to go first sure. all right uh i think my reply was actually uh in the follow-up and i know i've heard larry talk about this a ton of time and the you know the bulky male and you know and and you know i i really have a superpower follow-up you know mm -hmm. one of them I'm going to say what, if I'm going to give something or say I'm going to do an introduction or just whatever I, I proposed I was going to do, I'm going to do it. Um, I'm true to my word, but I'm very good in follow-up in a sense of like to keep those relationships going because I know it's so important. And, and it's also, you know, things can occur. I mean, I think we're all friends now for over a year and, and, you know, look how that has evolved. And some will drop off and that's fine. But then there's some really wonderful relationships that have blossomed because of that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I really say my follow-up and keeping in touch with people, even if it's on, a, a, you know, every other month or six months, depending, hey, it, it really gives a, a, a piece of I, you care and there and and that goes a long way so mm -hmm. I, thank goodness she is good at follow-up i'm good at it too but she has a lot more people to follow up than i do <laughs> but I, I, my, my superpower and i think overall is our company because this helps with this superpower to be honest with you is it's it's kind of like a, a part of that piece is um is that i help we help people where they are now get to where they intend to be and we do that by helping, by asking the right questions, by working with an individual, understanding them, meeting them where they are, so that we can understand where does it they intend to be, so they can then see what their true empowered future and purpose looks like. Because when you can see that, and you can feel that, then you're going to do everything in your power to find the resources to get there. So we, what I, I like saying, we, uh, you know, there's a what I call the suckness of stuckness. Okay, we have. I don't know if we can say that, that here. Suckness. <laughs> Sorry, and we remove it 
so that you don't that you're not in that stuckness for long periods of time. Uh, so uh, I guess that's that's what I would. Uh, Maybe that's our new tagline: suckness. Su yeah, it? there is a suckness with stuckness. That sounds like an HR I think I heard my remark here. I think the difference it, between stuckness and stuckness is the lack of the T. So if you if you know yourself to a T and you know where you need to get to go, you're there. Oh, ooh, I like it. We're getting some great takeaways just for this group today. <laughs> Larry, what's it. your superpower? And you know what? Then I need to hear from Tom too. Yeah. Yes. Well, I love betting cleanup. I, I thought I was a power hitter, but I, I never was a power hitter, but I'm going to bet for it today. <laughs> I would say my superpower is my energy and uh, just being able to come in and give a jolt to uh, individuals and organizations, helping them to discover and oftentimes rediscover that inner greatness. I'm, I'm a big believer that we've all been blessed and born with some sort of superpower. Mm -hmm. And you think about it, as a young child, many of us, we dreamed that for me, I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be a professional athlete. I wanted to be everything. I really wanted to be a garbage man because I just loved how they got to hold on to the back. Back in the day before it was automated, I just thought it was awesome to be able to hold on to the back of a garbage truck and be able to go and dump Wait. the trash. And my mom said, mm-mm. <laughs> But you can't you can't rain on my parade, not on my dream, but really being able to come in, give a jolt to individuals to find that inner greatness. And I, I'm just so blessed to be able to do that through keynote speaking and sales coaching, uh, really stepping into my courage. And it's funny, we're talking about this because I recently transitioned. Yeah. I stepped into my courage and I finally started telling myself the right story instead mm -hmm. of that terrible story of awesome. you can't do it or you you shouldn't do it or uh what are you thinking now it's hey this is what you need to be doing go ahead and seize the opportunity so awesome. i love that success happens the adrenaline you step, man. Right? yeah he is the man he's the adrenaline man not <laughs> the michelin man the adrenaline man <laughs> Not Aquaman, could, Adrenaline Man. You could bottle yeah. that somehow for the rest of us, Larry. That would be I know, right? Just a little. <laughs> we, we'd be doing an infomercial right now. It would be perfect. <laughs> Tom, what's your superpower? Well, I I think using the baseball analogy, I'm the two-hitter, Larry. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to lay down the bunt to get the guy over. I'm going to take the few pitches. I'm going to give him a chance to steal. I'll hit behind the runner. Um, I just like working with people wherever they're at and, and mm -hmm. finding a way for them to, to be a little bit better, you know, get a little bit further right. along, be a little more successful. Um, so to me, that the two hitter would be the perfect role for me, you know, right there. I think that's why we all get along, because mm -hmm. at our core, we're trying to help people right. get to the next level. We want to help people to have success. And when you get around folks, I don't know about y'all, but I absolutely love this. I love being surrounded by folks who care, who yeah. give so much and just take pride in being able to help others. There's something to be said because there's so many folks out there that just don't care and, and, and they don't care about anyone else. Unfortunately, I think at, at our core, most people do care. They just right. don't know the way or they've lost their way mm -hmm. at some point or another. And for us to be able to show it through our actions and to be able to really sprinkle <laughs> and plant seeds all around, it's just an amazing and, and honestly, just a beautiful thing. 
Mm-hmm. And then that it. brings it full circle back to the whole idea <laughs> of leadership and the, the topic mm-hmm. of servant leadership, yeah. which I think everybody on this panel would consider themselves a servant leader. We got stri- we strive for it every day, right? It's one of those things. Mm-hmm. It's a lifelong journey. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you when you say that, uh, Larry. Uh, you know, we've all said this that we are. What is the Jim Rohn quote? Mm-hmm. You are the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why we love being in groups like this with, you know, with y'all and, and anytime we're with people that have that same purpose and that same focus, it's, it's that, it's that it's about them. It's not about us mentality. We, we get energized by it. We get, we grow by it. And it's because of that. Sometimes we have to make a, an inventory, take that inventory of other people allowed to come into our life and speak to our life and start to wean that away and so that we can grow and connect with those people that are going to give us that, the energy that Larry does. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Be- oh, go ahead, Dr. Holly. No, I was going to say, I absolutely love it. And there's five of us here. So I was wondering who, how tall everybody was. Cause I want to know what the average is going to be. <laughs> I'm five foot nine and three quarters, but I round up to six feet. <laughs> you round up to six feet when you're holding the bat. That's right. I can say I'm the shortest out of everybody. I already know that. So. I love it. I'll be able to look Larry right in the eye. So this will be perfect. We're, we're... I'll be looking up to everybody. But, you know, that reminds me of a, a thing. We have to stand on giants, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, good one, Sherry. You have to stand on giants, yeah. Good, so I can stand on all of you guys. <laughs> I love it. So as we wrap up, the one thing I find very interesting, you guys all talk about personal development and how important that is. And, and you all spend time helping people develop, right? I see you, you, all of you doing as much on your own personal development as you're trying to show other people they need to do. How do, how do you get that message across? Because as Larry said a minute ago, so many people, they're just kind of stuck in something and they don't, they're not developing. They're not realizing how just those little things will make such a huge difference in their professional life, their personal life. But people like yourselves that are doing it, you would think if you're coaching other people, I know what I'm doing, I'm in good shape, but no, you're yeah. still learning every day. So maybe let's just go around the horn. Let's Let's start with Lou and Sherry. Um, how do we inspire people to just realize as they're listening, you know what, I, it's worth investing in myself. Let's see, with, 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 I'm sorry, did you want to go? Well, go I, I was just going to say really for, for it, you know what, I, how do I get that message in a short, in a short answer? I share our story and I share the story that I was in the ICU in the burn center for 10 days in, in 2018 due to a toxic work environment that was a crash and burn or leadership at that time was more focused on the bottom line than they were valuing their employees. And so I share that story. That's a short version uh, because knowing that personal development, taking care of yourself is an ongoing thing and it can't be a kick the can situation. we do that in fitness too, right? We do this in, in our health. Unfortunately, that catches up and Yes, I take accountability for working as hard as I did, uh, but I love what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same token, you know, as far as the negative that came out of that, nobody deserves that, that portion of it. So really, that is my, that's our story. But my personal story mm-hmm. is that I keep sharing that out 
to really hit the point home that yes, I have the education, but I also have a personal story to back it up of why personal development after that incident was a huge transformation in my life that made a difference. It's a practice, it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, here's a here's the reality: when if, if a, a leader in anything that we do, not positional, right? everyone, I believe, I believe that every single person on this planet is a leader in some fashion, whether it's in their family, whether it's in the community whatever it is that you do, when you walk out to the store, when you walk out from the yard, people observe. You, your, your influence, because leadership is influence, and influence, everybody has it, right? So it's about setting the example. You know, the, there's an analogy I use about, about life. We are, as humans, the only living being, the only living thing on this planet that interrupts our own growth process. The only one. Trees don't one day say, oh, I think I'm done and chop themselves down, <laughs> dig them up by the roots. We do that to ourselves. We choose to not grow. And you cannot influence other people in a positive way, no matter what it is you do in life, unless you grow yourself first. That is what I call the me principle, which is the first principle of the 10 principles that every leader must follow with influence called the empowerment empowerment leadership it starts with you and ends with you and that's in everything that you do if you're a mother you're a leader if you're a wife you're a leader if you're a single uh if you're even if you're a single person and you're in a community you're a leader you are a leader in everything that you do because you influence those around you and it all starts with you you can only give at the limit of your own growth so just remember that good point yeah Larry, that's going to be uh, tough to follow, Doctor Holly. Oh, sure, throw me under the bus, Larry. <laughs> Where's my bat? <laughs> I don't know if I want Doctor Holly with a bat. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, so I, I, but I will say that um, I believe it is the human nature that allows us to become. And I have a name for people too, Larry. But just in this one instance. I call us rut people, R-U-T. Um, it's human nature to get into a rut. We end up going to our favorite restaurant all the time before COVID. We end up going to our favorite grocery store all the time. We end up watching our favorite shows all the time. We end up going to the bed, at, going to bed at the same time. I mean, it's just, we get into these ruts and we're very comfortable in those ruts. And unfortunately, while the ruts are comfortable, that doesn't help us grow. So we have to get out of the rut. We have to absolutely get out of the rut. Um, how do how do I do that as a professional? I um, read um, both printed material. I read uh, articles online. Um, I listen to videos. I listen to podcasts. I try to keep my finger on the things in my field that are changing, that are in flux, that I need to be aware of, or that I need to be able to communicate to the people who look to me for guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also I make just like Sherry said, I make a huge effort to make sure that I'm also spending personal time on myself that will let me be fresh and new and and creative and innovative when I need to for the people, again, who are relying on me. So I exercise, I get outside, I eat well, I try to get a certain amount of sleep at night. Sometimes I do that better than others, but you know, <laughs> other times, but that that's what I do. And it's, it's every day, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Every day I can choose to do it or I can choose to stay in my rut. And I choose to rock myself out of my rut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I love to hear that. It sounds like you give yourself a jolt, which I'm not sure if I told you. I'm I'm writing a book, and that's the title is Jolt. Nice. So I love that. That's perfect for soft, you. It's not the soft drink. <laughs> Larry's turning on the jolt around, baby. No longer a soft drink. It is now a part of your life. I love what all of y'all said. And I really love the intentionality. Uh, like Dr. Holly said, we can get in a rut where everything is just comfortable. Everything is awesome. Well, your best growth comes right outside of your comfort zone. Yep. And it's really making that choice of, uh, I'm going to intentionally seek out opportunities to step out of my comfort zone, whether it's a new restaurant, whether it's a speaking engagement, I still get nervous when I hop on the stage <laughs> yes. in front of folks. Yeah. I get super nervous, but I overcome those fears because I practice and I practice and I practice and I earn my way to have confidence and courage and just knowing that everything is going to be okay. But the intentionality and really the focus on professional development starts with personal development. Uh, Lou, you said it, it starts with me. If, if you're not taking care of self, if you're not rooted in that good, solid foundation, oh, good luck. It's kind of like when we were able to fly, or at least when I was able to fly, they tell you, put your oxygen on first before you put oxygen on anyone else. So making sure that we all fill our cups with sleep, with exercise, nutrition, you name it so that we can then fill the cups of everyone else. Such a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Experts tell us, by the way, that if we just simply use the opposite hand to brush our teeth in the morning, <laughs> that's enough of a difference that it makes our brain wire in a different yeah. direction. So if you could, you know, instead of going one way to work, someday take another way. Mm -hmm. And yes. that's enough to get us out of the ruts and get us thinking in a creative new direction. That's right. You change. As as I don't have to get rid of coffee. We're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just don't change. You in the coffee, there, Tom. <laughs> I, can't, I can't drink coffee. I might explode. <laughs> That's we, we do not want to see Larry with coffee. Definitely. <laughs> hey, I, I really want to thank you all for coming here and and sharing with us. And um, it, if some of our listeners didn't get a jolt to help get out of their rut right now, I, I don't know what we can do, but, but this has been a lot of fun. When we come back in a few seconds, we're going to give our listeners um, good information of how to reach out to all of you and, and follow up. And, uh, hey, I hope we do this again uh, in a couple of months. This has been a lot of fun, guys. Us too. Thank you so much. It's amazing yeah. being in a room with such amazing professional people. Thank you. Yes. So that's it. That's today's show. Okay, Boomer, teach me sales. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and follow. We hope you make us a part of your week. And don't forget to share with your friends and coworkers. Should we mention the website? Sure, the website, okboomerteachmesales.com. And where can they engage with us? LinkedIn at Thomas J. Bloomer. We hope to see you there.